Hello and welcome to the Euro Trips podcast. The, Euro, the group stage are now over of the Euros as we now look forward to the knockouts. So um, this podcast this week is just going to be once again, we're going to go through all the groups, how they all finished, and then we'll look look ahead to knockouts and how each game will go. Uh, so I, I am your host, Andy, and I'm once again joined by our regulars, uh, Alex, Naeem and Ryan. How are you, boys? Good, thank you. All good, good, mate. Very good. Good stuff, good stuff. Uh, I don't know whether Alex is still um, is still upset about his turkey prediction. Oh, no, we said that in the last podcast, Andy. We're not going to dig up old, topic, old topics, oh, please, he, please. Are you sure? I, I can play the clip again. I can't. No, play no, 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 no. Let, listen, listen we've, got, we've got an audience now. We're in the top 100 football podcasts on, I, on yeah. iTunes. So we, oh, they don't want to hear the same things over and over, Andy. I think, <laughs> I, think we should, I think we should go with new topics. Yeah. Uh, but... Group A, we'll start again with, with that group. Um, as it finished, um, Italy topped the group with nine points after their 1 0 win over Wales, where Switzerland beat Turkey to finish third and Wales got second. However, it was fairly nerve wracking, as a Welsh from myself, it was fairly nerve wracking, especially when Switzerland went up 2 0 quite early on. I was definitely concerned about the goal difference, but thankfully, uh, Wales did finish second in the end, um, finishing two goals ahead of Switzerland with the same amount of points. And then Turkey, who were many team people's dark horses in this tournament, they finished rock bottom with um, only one goal scored, eight conceded, minus seven goal difference, and zero points. So yeah, I think in terms of, I think I think for me in this group, I think Italy were the outstanding team. I think not just in this group, I think the whole tournament. I think they have been one of the the best teams in the tournament. So I do think. Um, they're definitely one to look out for in terms of um, in terms of the latter stage of the tournament, and I do think that they've been really, really impressive, even with the changes they made against us. They still looked far superior team. So in terms of Italy, I was very um, impressed with what I saw, and obviously uh, Wales. They obviously they got through as group winners, as, as second place, and for me, I think we were very fortunate. I think personally, I think the red card was. Was not with a yellow, in my opinion, but I do think we did well to make it only one 0 I think we could have easily, you know, lost that game three or four 0 I think Italy was so good in that game, and we had that bail chance, yes. But apart from that, we didn't really offer a great deal, sort of in a, in an attacking sense. And I think with um, Switzerland, are a very good side, so that was always a worry. But obviously, they still finished third. So I think I try to think. Obviously, we'll, we'll mention later on who they've got in the knockouts. But um, but yeah, I think Switzerland. Look good in that game. I think Shakiri is apparently the first player, Swiss player, to score in four consecutive tournaments. So congrats to him. And then Turkey, we've mentioned before how bad they were. They just looked like shit. Uh, yeah, yeah. That that's basically the word to put it as. Yeah, they they, they were just awful. I mean, uh, off the Yomas was obviously the star man in league, and off the Chalnoglu uh, is is obviously a great player. But I do think that um, they were overall just really disappointing and really not, especially a team who. Was it three goals they conceded all qualifying as well? So it was it wasn't like they came into tournament, you know, with with lots of goals conceded. They came in with a very good reputation of defensively. And for me, they just completely mm. probably the most out of all the teams in the tournament, I think they were probably the biggest flop, I think, in terms of expectations or of hope. To get, to get no points as well. I think only one of the team got that. I think it was uh, Macedonia, the only the only other team to get a zero point. So very disappointing for myself, but I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know what you boys think. I don't know who uh, wants to go first. I, I've, I've got, I've got some interesting stats actually. Like, like on all the teams, I think it'll be quite interesting to guide this. So, Italy, I think with Italy, uh, obviously seven goals scored, zero conceded. Jorginho might be their best player so far. 
he's he's, he's very good. He's very yeah, and he's completed he? he's completed I think fourteen tackles and interceptions over three games, which is ridiculous numbers. And he's been like the top passer and everything. With Wales, I really want to highlight Danny Ward in goal. My oh, God. What a legend. Well, just as a, a, a guiding thing, expected goals. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, that's uh, a metric that measures the quality of chance. So a shot from the halfway line gives a score of 1%. A shot from the penalty spot gives a score of 75%. Wales should have conceded about seven goals and they've conceded two. So Ward has been ridiculous in terms of saving goals he should not have saved. Switzerland, you mentioned Shakiri there. He's a... Uh, in his last 14 uh, World Cup and Euro 2020 games, going back to 2014, he scored 10 goals. What the wow. hell? Wow. That's one of the best records there. And my interesting stat about Turkey is that they were really bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think the table says it all, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, a nice parallel, actually. Another thing for Ward. So Turkey conceded the most shots in this tournament. Wales conceded the second most. So Turkey, wow, yeah. Turkey, eight goals conceded. Wales conceded two, which yeah. goes to show how good Ward was and how shit Turkey were. Yeah, Ward's been excellent. I think for me, I always liked him at Liverpool. I remember I saw him only a handful of times in the, the old League Cup and the FA Cup. I was always impressed, and it was. I find it a bit bizarre why he went from second choice at Liverpool to being second choice at Leicester. I mean, there was talk for a week or two where he actually he may get the number one spot. I think it was that summer after the Carriers mistake in the Champions League final. Also, he was talked about leaving uh, and there was no sort of... Alisson was in the sort of there was talk of Alisson, but it was never officially done. And there was a week, I think, after the... after the, he made, I think Carriers made a mistake, a few mistakes in, in a tramway pre-season friendly. And there was talk of Ward getting that number one spot. But, but then we, we bought Alisson and everything was different. But I do think Ward, obviously he showed it in his spell at Huddersfield, how good he can be in, in that playoff run they had. And I do think that what this summer will do for him, I think it will get him a lot of suitors. And I do think that he will surely, as a result, leave Leicester. Unless, yeah, unless, no, one, unless no, one, no one does go in for him, I do think that someone is bound to want to buy him after this summer. Um, and I can't think of teams top of my head that would, would want to get a keeper, but I do think that Danny Ward has showed in this tournament. Uh, same as, yeah, I think same as other players, well, but I think him especially, I think he's been sort of one of our best players in this tournament. Uh, and I think that he, yeah, I think he definitely deserves a move to, to, actually, to actually get a number one spot. Um, but then we'll, we'll, we'll go to Ryan and Naeem. Uh, what are your thoughts on this group overall? Thank you, Ryan and I. That was really helpful. <laughs> well, clearly thought, they have their Yeah, I thought, I thought uh, Ryan was going to go first. <laughs> well, it, it would have helped if our host had helped us out there, Naeem, but Hey, I, 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 was, I was giving you the freedom, the freedom to make your decision. I didn't want to take too much control. I wanted to give you that freedom. But now you're saying that, I'm going to be a dictator next week on the next pod. Take that. Yeah, well, yeah, my thoughts, um, yeah, Italy... Yeah, they, they, they're, they're still looking quite impressive. Um, Mancini made what, eight changes um, against Wales, and yeah, they still looked yeah. still looks pretty good. Um, Wales, obviously, I think everyone kind of expected them to lose, but um, to only lose one 0 to Italy is not really that bad of a feat, considering uh, there's pretty much already through. So, um, Switzerland, yeah, also they managed to get the uh, win against uh, Turkey in the end, three uh, ones, um, two good goals in that game, one from Shakiri. And the other one, um, from Turkey, but yeah, they like you, like you guys have said, yeah, they 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 probably had the highest expectations in this tournament, and yeah, they just really failed to deliver. 
But um, yeah, it'd be, it'd be good to see what Italy do now in the knockout stages. Whether they can, um, mm. well, yeah, well, whether they whether they can still continue this great form or whether they, I don't know, it might have just been a blip. But yeah, I think they probably, st- I still still feel they will go quite far in this group now. Um, not in the group, sorry, in the tournament now. Yeah, I still feel they'll they'll go quite far, even though they've got a bit of a harder running. But yeah, yeah I mean, they got well, we'll go on to later on, but got, they got mm. a very tasty next game. And I do think I still stand by this point that. Um, teams start well but they, they don't often win the tournament so I do think I still think that other teams are going to you know, get some, I think other teams may win ahead of them but I do think that it's been that good it, it would not surprise you one bit if they go on and win the whole tournament but um, Ryan also you we, we, we mentioned before where you were one of the I think you had it's the your losing finalist so I, I just want to get your thoughts on on how you think again how you think Italy anything changed since our last pod in terms of what you think about Italy going into the knockout I said last week that they were now more choice to win the tournament. That hadn't changed. I've, I think that they were exceptional in every single game they played. In the game against Wales in the second half, they took their foot off the gas. Uh, I think even though Danny Ward's been good, they they could have scored so many more goals. Mm. Considering out of a squad of 26 players, they've used 25 so far in three games. That's just a remarkable stat. Um, it just shows... I mean, it was an interesting story in regards to Roberto Mancini, obviously someone who was taken to a to a World Cup as a player himself and mm. didn't get didn't get one single minute. So it's nice to see that he's changed that as now the man in charge and he's given players a chance. I mean, bringing Donnarumma off for Sirigu uh, just showed for me that they are levels above every other team right now. I don't I, I I've been so impressed. I don't see any team that's come anywhere close to them apart from maybe maybe France because they are not really clicked yet, but they will do. But those two teams are so far ahead of everybody else. I just don't see either of those two teams not lifting that trophy at the end. But in regards to the other three teams, although Wales have kind of defied the odds of qualifying, I don't think they'll get much further, neither will Switzerland. I think it's been a, apart from Italy, it's been a very poor group in terms of uh, quality outlay. Apart from maybe, you know, a, a good bit of play between Ramsey and Bale here and there, and uh, Shakira here and there as well. But yeah, ultimately, Turkey were a massive disappointment, and I can see why many people did pick them as a dark horse because they had many players who were in great form as well. So I don't think it's any shame for anyone. Uh, including Alex to to sort of you know pick them as a dark horse team because they had everything going for them it just didn't mm-hmm. work out for them this tournament but I don't think they've got a bad squad by any means yeah and we will mention the group later on but I think in terms of our uh, next game I think we we were <laughs> we, we probably got the worst one of the three we could have hoped for really and I'm Definitely dreading that next game but we're on to group B now so this group B uh, features uh the one I'm going to mention now, Belgium, Denmark, Finland and Russia. That was, I think for me, this is probably the most dramatic last day. It was probably my favourite. I think the one last night was probably up there as well. But, but I do think this one was was really good. I think there was, all three teams were at one point in second place. But in the end, Belgium um, got got their third win in the tournament. So they got obviously a perfect three, three out of three with nine points. Uh, Denmark. Uh, managed to get second place despite obviously what happened at the start of the tournament. Uh, they did sort of go through in dramatic style with a 4-1 win over Russia. And Finland, who were second at one point in in, in the group, they, they they ended up losing 2-0 to Belgium. So in the end, 
Uh, yeah, Denmark will play Wales, and sadly, well, sadly, Russia are out, uh, and as well as this, uh, Finland are also out. So, on this group, I'm going to go to Ryan first on this one. Uh, what are your thoughts on this group in terms of what are your thoughts on um, how Denmark will go in a knockout against Wales? What are your thoughts on sort of of Belgium, whether they can actually uh, live up to their talent and their, and their sort of potential they've got in their squad with people like De Bruyne and Lukaku? Um, and what what's your thought? What's your thoughts on that as well? And what's your thoughts on the two teams that went out? I think the two teams that went out weren't awful. I thought Finland and Russia both showed something, and you know, it could, as you say, it's all three of them finished on three points, so it could have gone anyway. In terms of Denmark, I mean, they were my pick for the for the dark horses, and I think obviously, well, they would have done a lot better had. You know, what happened in the first game not happened, but they've still done remarkably well to get out of that group. I didn't think they would or could last week. It turns out they have. So well done to them. And I think them against Wales is a 50-50 game. Both have got quality, especially in attack. But I slightly favour Denmark. I think they've mm-hmm. got a little bit more about them at the moment. But in terms of Belgium, I'm, I'm still not convinced. I think... Their defence is just... You look at the three teams that they've come up against, and although they've done all right, none of them three teams have the same quality as Italy, as uh, Spain, England, Germany, France, Portugal. And I think that they will get beaten by one of the bigger teams, without a doubt. But they've got De Bruyne and Lukaku banging form, so it could go anyway. But... Yeah, I'm not convinced with Belgium at all. Yeah, and in terms of this group, I think I think Belgium. Obviously, we will go on to Belgium's game in, in terms of their their knockout. We'll give predictions for each each game, but I do think that um, they have got one probably one of the best strikers in the tournament in Lukaku. And I think that um, whilst I have some doubts over his big game potential in terms of internationally, I do think that uh, they'll definitely want to look out for. But in terms of uh, I mentioned before, I alluded to it before about. Uh, I, I didn't want Denmark. I really thought, you know, I think I think we I think we could easily be Finland and Russia, but I do think Denmark was the one team I was thinking, oh, please don't give us them or ankles and Belgium if they lost that game. But but I do think that in terms of dead Denmark, they they I mean they, they got that youngster who's called the first goal, Damsgaard. He looks very good. He's one of the players that people were talking mm. about before the tournament. Uh, I, he, he his goal was excellent, and I think that he is someone that is going to be a danger to us in that next game. But I do think that. Uh, yeah, for me, I think Denmark <laughs> one team I didn't watch because they they didn't want because they're going to be boyed by they're going to be spurred on by trying to do it for Christian Eriksen. They're going to have that. You know, I think the whole country. I think most neutrals are going to want Denmark to win because of the story with Eriksen and all, all that attached to it. So I do think it's going to be tough in that sense. That it's going to be um, thankfully it's not in Denmark. It's in Amsterdam, so it's a bit sort of more neutral in terms of stadium. Uh, but I, I do think that it's, it's a massive worry for me, this game. It's, it's a massive worry. Um, but Alex, what are your thoughts on Group B? Yeah, um, I, I guess I'll keep my thoughts about Belgium and uh, Denmark a bit more hidden until we discuss the knockouts. I guess Finland, you've, fin, Finland are actually organised quite well. It's just a shame they've not really got any good players, but it's a big step for them. Uh, Russia, I found more funny. You know, they this is the, the last we're going to hear of them until 2024 in the Euros because they're banned from the World Cup, which is hilarious. So to go out bottom of your Euros group as your last sort of hit 
uh, on international football for four years for what most of these players will play. It's quite ironic, unless we see, you know, the the Northern Republic of Crimea playing the World Cup in our group. But I don't I don't expect we'll be seeing that. So yeah, it's quite funny that bit. And then Naeem, what are your thoughts on Group B? Yeah, um, yeah, I was quite obviously surprised uh, Denmark went through, but obviously they had the home advantage of being at home against Russia. Um, it's quite a good game actually that was to watch. Um, mm, excellent. Yeah, considering obviously all those um, all the all the other teams in their groups could have. Uh, finish second, but but yeah, um, yeah, Christensen, yeah, he scored a pretty pretty good goal in that game as well. Um, bit a bit bad defending from the Russia um, as well for one of them Paulson's goals. Uh, mm. Oh, that back pass. Yeah, that back pass. Yeah, I don't know what he was thinking there, but but yeah, it's good. Yeah, good to see Denmark go through in the end after obviously losing the first two games. Um, and 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 Finland. For obviously for their first tournament, yeah, they they they're not pretty. They're not all right to be fair. Um, obviously like Alice and and we've got much quality in the actual squad. So that's yeah, obviously, that that's obviously what um that's what how they obviously didn't get over the line in the end. But uh, with Belgium, yeah, they they're, they're looking all right. But yeah, it's just that offence that worries me. Um, especially obviously their next game, obviously which will we get into um who they've got. But yeah, so far so good for them and. Yeah, we'll see what what they can do in the knockout rounds now. Um, when they obviously face um, high, higher quality of opposition um, as opposed to what's in their group. But yeah, Russia they just went out of a whimper considering how well they done in the World Cup uh, last time around. Um, and yeah, so I think that's what you get for that's what you get for doping, I guess. So um, yeah, good riddance <laughs> to them. Good riddance. Yeah, yeah, and I do think that obviously if I've not mentioned already, uh, Belgium will be playing Italy in the next round, which is one of the Best, I think probably the best fixtures Portugal, out there. Maybe. One of the more exciting. They've got Portugal. Oh, sorry, my bad. Yeah. Oh, so it's the who's it, who has he got then? Am I just being really stupid? They've got Austria. Austria. Oh, that's my that's my bad. That's my bad. Yeah, it's 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 that's why Croatia playing Spain, Holland playing Czech Republic, Belgium playing Portugal, Wales against Denmark, and Italy against Austria. That's right, and obviously England against Germany as well. Um, so yeah, my um, taxi for Andy on that one, I'm afraid. <laughs> um, we're going to go now on to, on to Group C, which featured Holland, Ukraine, Macedonia and Austria. Uh, in the end, uh, Holland were another team to get all, all three wins, a similar fashion to uh, Belgium and Italy. They, got all, all, they won all three games. Uh, they come to be beat Macedonia. And then Austria, Ukraine, it was a bit of a... It was a bit of a damn squid game, I thought, in the end. But Austria managed to get the win and prevail, meaning that they get second place and Ukraine get third. So in terms of this group, I'm going to start with Naeem on this one. Um, so what are your thoughts in terms of, were you surprised that Austria got second place? Were you surprised that Holland won all three games? Are you sort of thinking any of them can do well in the knockout? And yeah, and what are your thoughts on the lose on the teams knocked out as well? Yeah, well, so obviously the only team that got knocked out was North Macedonia, but obviously when we was doing our preview and everything, we think all of us put them down to finish bottom in their group. Obviously, this is their first ever time at the Euros, so they they were they were never really expected to get any further than the group stages. But yeah, I was quite surprised that Austria got um, pipped Ukraine to the second spot. I know obviously Ukraine did obviously go through as one of the fourth best third place teams, but um, yeah, considering obviously Austria lost their last last game, um, I know obviously that was. I think I think Arnautovic was missing in that game, I believe. Um, obviously, he was he was back for this game. So, in terms of in terms of obviously the group, yeah, 
uh, with Netherlands, we all expected them to go through, and um, yeah, they're, they're they're still playing some good football. Um, well, yes, it's, it's just whether whether they can replicate that onto the knockout um, stages now, um, and we will see what happens there. But I think out of out of the second and third place team, I think Ukraine have got a bit of a more favourable tie next round as opposed to Austria. Mm-hmm. And Ryan, what are your thoughts on on Group B, on Group C, even? Not too dissimilar, really, to what Naeem mentioned. Really, Netherlands. I think although they got all, you know, all nine points, a bit similar to Belgium. I just think that they've both had uh, easy groups, and again, they'll both get found out against the bigger teams. I thought Austria done very well. I'm glad I picked them to come second ahead of Ukraine because they've uh, impressed a lot. Ukraine haven't really done much, too much. Uh, North Macedonia again. We all expected them to come bottom, but I don't think they were they were awful by any stretch of the imagination. Certainly not as bad as Turkey, and they definitely, you know, I, I, I like the fact as well. Goran, Goran Pandev is still playing at his yeah. age. <laughs> you know, uh, Serie A legend, and I'm, you know, it's a shame that that was his last game, but ultimately. It was pretty straightforward group, really. So mm-hmm. I don't think too much needs to be said on that. Yeah, and it, it turns to me. I think, I think for me, I said it last week, but I think that the Bo- the Frank de Boer redemption is still on. I do think that uh, they are growing in. Com- even though they, I do grant that they have got an easier group than other teams that are big teams, but I, I do think that I, I think personally, I think I still think they can get far, especially with the side of the draw they've got now. I do think that. I think they can get to at least the semis, and I do think that they can get to the final, as per my prediction. So I, I think there's something about Holland. I don't know what it is because you've seen in the past they've had loads of great teams, the likes of you know the what in, in the one in the eighties with with Cruyff and the like, and, and you get the one in that got to the World Cup final twenty ten, where they had people like Wesley Schneider, Ian Robin, Van Persie. They had all these big stars and never won a thing. But now, I think sometimes you can have less stars but more of a unity, and I do think that. Uh, there's obviously a reason why Palace appointed the ball, and I think people are getting maybe getting focusing too much on the fact that he only won, he only had managed four games and got sacked. Whereas I do think there there's obviously a reason why they hired him. So I do think that personally, I think uh, whilst I don't think they've got the quality other teams do, I think they've got some sort of unity that I can see in the team that that may be almost like a 12th man for that team and get them through it, get them through to knockouts, get them through the quarters, the last 16, all that, because I think they've got, they have got some sort of, for me, it seems like they've got a really good team spirit there. So, so yeah, personally, I, I still think Holland, I think Holland will, will, go, will go to Lisa semis and then the final um, potentially as well. Um, in terms of Austria and Ukraine, I don't think, I mean, Austria may have won a few games, but I don't think they'll really personally get, get past the last, I think this is as good as they get to them. Same as Ukraine. I don't think, uh, also, I think Ukraine. I think they were the, the worst of the four teams that got through in third. Uh, so I, I do think that both teams will unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, not go through uh, past the last sixteen. But but it's still fair dues for them to get where they are. Fair fair dues for them getting past the group anyway. So and Alex, any thoughts on you for Group C? Uh, I, I quite like North Macedonia. Um, their manager mm-hmm. I- Igor An- Angelovsky. I think he he organised them really well. I was watching them against Ukraine, yeah. And it's clear it's just individually they weren't good enough, but defensively they had a good game plan. But it, it like defend the individual defenders. I was watching Ukraine, and we'll touch on it when we get to the knockouts. It was it was just crazy to watch the how easily they got him behind. Well, the wrong side of these defenders, but 
I think this is actually one of the most entertaining groups. I really like the Netherlands in it, but mm. I think they're going to be exploited quite largely. But we'll touch on that in a bit. And now we are on to Group D, which, um, if you don't know, features two of our home nations, um, England and Scotland, as well as Croatia and Czech Republic. Um, surprisingly, I thought Croatia were done in this tournament. They've actually finished second with four points. England beat the Czech Republic on the, on the same day as Croatia sadly beat Scotland. So that means Scotland, who, who were my surprise team, finishing bottom with one point. Uh, the Czech finished third with four, as did Croatia in second. But due to goal difference, I believe that they, they got through or goals scored more than goals difference. And then England, top of the group, with seven points. Um, in terms of this group, I want to get um, someone who did have the home nations down as their flop team of the tournament. Uh, I want to get your thoughts first on, on this group and what you think of, first of all, what do you think about England in terms of, do you think they should now play Saka and Grealish every game? Um, do you think that obviously Modra showed in his wonderful goal against Scotland? Uh, and how, how do you think he's been playing? How do you think he performed against Scotland? And do you think that um, Croatia could do anything against Spain? Um, obviously, we will, we will mention that in the predictions, but I just want to get your thoughts on, on that group in general. Right, well... I'm standing by my prediction, actually, of all of the home nations will do shit. I mean, Wales is the only one that's really surprised. Scotland did terrible, and England, yeah, they won the group. But here's a fun fact I just realised. Um, all the teams to reach the knockout stages, England scored the least goals. Wow. That's in- that's including the teams that got that came third. So, <laughs> y- y- Ukraine, or, uh, what's that? Y- Ukraine, Switzerland, a lot of them. England scored two goals with Sterling on both of them. I think they've been... I think... They're well suited for the knockouts, but they were England were the most boring team in this tournament. Let's let's take if if we were if if their name wasn't England, if this was if this was Slovakia, we would have all avoided their games. It's only because they're on Asian. They were so painfully mm. boring. And uh, Although, go on. I'm, I'm gonna, I know I was scheduled to go last in this group. I'm going to say my point now because I saw something earlier on that. Well, first of all, they haven't conceded a single goal yet. And I think the last time that happened, they said the last time that happened in any major tournament for England was 1966, and we all know what happened in that tournament. Uh, I do think that this goes by my point last week about teams developing momentum over time, and I do think that whilst they haven't been perfect, they've got the results they needed. They got top of the group, and they've 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 done the bare necessities to go through. But I do think that it's if they if they Next, if they say obviously they're playing Germany next game, if if they can get a win, like a really good win in that game, like a two 0 three 0 something that really lifts the nation, especially with home advantage with a lot of these games being in in England, I do think that it only takes one game to really for any team. This goes for any team in the tournament. It just takes one result for a team to really, especially in these major like international football like this. I do think that this if they get a good win against Germany, I do think that that can potentially. Get the spirits up, and they could then go on a great run and get to the final, especially with their side of the draw. So I do think, if any England fans are listening, apart from us, I do think that all is not lost. I do think, even though they have been incredibly boring to watch, I mean that game wasn't great the other day, but I do think that sometimes you don't you don't have to you don't, you don't have to play the best football, you don't have to play the most exciting football, you just need to play winning football. So I do think that England definitely shouldn't be ruled out still as a team that could go to the final. Personally, yeah. They, they they still could, but so could everyone. I, but I do get your yeah. point. They, they're well they're well set up to defend, but I'm still not getting carried away because the teams they didn't concede against were Croatia, Czech Republic, and Scotland. And Scotland oh, yeah. were not very good. 
Czech Republic were not very good and Croatia were slightly below average. So, yeah, I'm, I'm still not carried away. Um, I'll get you, you all your opinions on this about the England sort of team they should play because I think there's been a lot of talk in the last few days about because Greenwich had a great game against so he got the assist for for Sterling's goal and Saka also got man of the match uh, I think Foden to me for me I don't think he's quite ready I don't think he's quite been there uh, so I do think for me personally I would start Greenwich I, I would still start Sancho if he plays but I don't think that's going to happen so I think I think he should stick with the, the fun three they played against Czech, Czech Republic but I don't know what you boys think uh, Naeem, Ryan and Alex about uh, who uh. should play in the midfield but also up front as well. I'll say my bit quickly because, to be honest with me, for Southgate, I don't. He can he can start who he wants. I think he's had so many months that I, I heart, Well, I don't trust him to, to start a good lineup. But he's the man in England who should be starting the one that he thinks is the best. If that makes sense. But on the Sancho point, I think what he should say he, he should actually come clean and just say why he's not starting them him because at first it was. He's not got a tournament experience, but then Phil Foden's playing. And then it's us because he's very young. But Saka starts from absolutely nowhere. He, he just he actually needs to come out and say why Jaden Sancho is not starting. Like, did did they have a fight? Like, what's going on? Mm. Did, did did they do a Mike Bassett? Like, did one of them get hit over the head with cake or something? Like, I actually <laughs> just want to know what happened. That's my only point on this lineup. Yeah, well, what's your thoughts, Um. On, on this night, what are your thoughts on the England team? And I'll get your thoughts, Ryan, as well about what's your views on on this England team and where who Southgate should play. Because Sterling has got the goals, but he um, obviously mo- most games he's, he's been getting criticised for why he started, but he, he gets the goals. So I, I don't know what your thoughts are, you two. Yeah, um, with England, um, obviously Southgate has got us um, playing well. The football's not the most attractive to watch, but obviously we're we're not that hard. We haven't we have obviously haven't conceded any goals, um, so we're kind of we're well well structured defensively. But going forward, man, with, with the sort of players that we have, we should we should really be scoring more than one goal, um, or more than two goals in this group. But in terms of in terms of the lineup, um, I I think I'd probably go with the same lineup. What you've done against um, Czech Republic, in my opinion, really. Um, I don't think Foden should come back in because uh, yeah, I don't know. He's just, he hasn't really done it so far in this tournament. And obviously with Saka, um, I think I think three, three times he's been man of the match for um, England when he's um started. So obviously with it'd be good to obviously have him and Greedish in there. Um, I think Mount will be back, so I don't know I don't know what's going to happen there. And with the defensive midfielders, I don't know whether one of Rice or Phillips will get dropped for Henderson. I'm not too sure what um Southgate's going to want to do against the Germans, but yeah, with the with the, with the front three, I would I'd stick with Sterling because he he does well for England. I know he does get quite a lot of stick, but um, obviously he's he's got got the goals for us. Um, I've, I w- I would drop Harry Kane, but I, I think I think you kind of do need to start him against um, Germany because obviously Calvert Lewin hasn't got any minutes yet, and it's, it'll be quite a big game to like, just drop him into. So keep him up in the striker line, and I, yeah, I'll I'll play Saka on the right wing. Um, I think he. He he done well enough against Czech Republic getting a man of the match, so I think yeah he deserves to um, have a have a chance because yeah he's he's been or as an Arsenal fan yeah he's been like one of our best players this season um, and considering his age yeah let's throw him out there man see what he can do. What are your thoughts, Ryan? What are your thoughts on on England and the rest of the group? Btech Unite Emery. 
that it? Um, I mean, that is Gareth Southgate. He is the BTEC Unai Emery. Absolutely appalling manager. And I said, I ran it about him last week, and they've done nothing to change my mind. They were they were so poor against Czech Republic. Let's not be mm. around Bush. They did yeah, nothing. They didn't have any shots in the second half against them. They, they, they were like watching Arsenal under Unai Emery, like when they were at their worst. They, they do not go forward. Yeah. He brings he brings on the most bizarre substitutions, <laughs> and, and and no one can really understand why. And I don't I don't get get it. You know, if they, if he does not start Grealish and Saka on Tuesday against Germany, I will not watch it because it will not it will not be worth watching. Because you you see, the only reason they won that game is because those two played and they set up Sterling's goal. They only two that offered any kind of bright spark going forward. As soon as they came off, that was it. I mean, the second half they didn't even go forward. It, it, it I mean, the stats don't lie. The fact that they've scored two goals with the attacking talent that they've got is just absolutely horrific. And against Germany, I mean, Germany have been just as abysmal I'll come, we'll come on to them later anyway but for me it's a 50-50 shootout for me and it would not surprise me to see a very shockingly shit game with one of them just you know, <laughs> shithousing their way to the next round but whichever team does win will probably get to the final because they've got a very very easy route there but in does terms it, of Does anyone else feel like does anyone feel like they're not they're not experiencing the joy if like of England like for me, you know in the World Cup when England like their goals came from set pieces it was really well fought out when they defended it was like last man on the line with with the if England win the Euros right I don't actually think I'll cheer that much because it's a bit like it's like Man City winning the EFL Cup. Like, like, like they they score one. It's as if they were to be they would get one goal against Wigan and then go. All right, we're just going to pass the ball around the back for the entire game. That you know, that's what it is. It's like it's like winning foot champs on FIFA by playing keep ball. Like, there's no fun in it. Like, well done, you've won. But okay. That, 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 I'm not... gonna I'm gonna stop you there. I think if England win the Euros, there's no way you're not gonna celebrate. You're gonna <laughs> you're gonna be there with your um three-hour pint you said you had the other week and you'll you'll be loving life i i, I genuinely think uh, everyone says now i won't do it to england but if they get if they get if they gets that point everyone everyone will be behind england everyone will be if england win the euro so i don't think they will but if they do they'll be there, there may even be a national holiday they'll be there'll be all sorts they'll be now nah, i think, I think that only gets rolled out for the world cup that, they'll, they'll go over the top because that's what this country does yeah but ultimately they don't play good football they're not enjoyable to watch so i don't as a, although I'm an England fan and I want them to win, I, at this point, I don't even really care. I just want to see the good, the best team who plays the best football win it, who deserves to win it, and not a team get to the final and shithouse their way to a, a major trophy, which they would do because they don't, you know, look at, look at the group. I think Alex was incredibly harsh on Scotland. I thought the first two games they played very well. They were just unlucky. They were poor against Croatia. They should well, have fought for the, 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 uh, the, I, I, I watched it because I, I had a Scottish friend I was watching it with. And the fit, well, not the second half, but the first half, Scotland were really, they, they, could, they could have been ahead that game. They, they had they had more chances. Or second half, Croatia just took over, and Modric especially. But I do think that first half, Scotland did have 
did have some chances, but they had, they had Lyndon Dykes up front, so it was never going to be a win. With, with he's probably the worst striker I've seen in this tournament. He is diabolical. <laughs> I don't know how he got picked in that team. I mean, he causes the handful sometimes in the box, but always got his good his good hold at play. That's always got. He's got nothing else to offer. And so even towards the end of the game, he was still on the pitch. And he was he was offering nothing to that attack. He he was absolutely awful. He's no keeper more. Oh, Moore's a legend. Keeper Moore is, 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 is even though he's. Oh no, I like it. I like it. Yeah. He's great. Yeah, no, he's good. I, I think he's good for us. But I've I've actually myself I've actually set up um, what I think England team should be in the next round. It's pretty much box down. I've got Pickford, Walker, Stones, Maguire, Shaw. Then I've got Jordan Henderson and then Calvin Phillips as the two. I've got Saka on the right, Sterling on the left, Grealish off Kane. And I think that's what I've got for myself personally. I'll be doing it whilst you guys were talking. Then I um, did do a little team. So that's personally how I think they should go. But we are going to move on now to the next group, which is Group E. So um, this group was sort of not what anyone of us thought it was going to be when we did our predictions. But Sweden, in a very dramatic fashion, Spain won 5-0 against Slovakia with probably the worst own goal you'll see in a major tournament in some time from Newcastle's Martin de Vrabke, shades wow. of Jordan Pickford against Liverpool. And Sweden, who were 2-0 up, did concede two goals to Lewandowski, but then scored a last-minute, 94th-minute winner to top the group. So that was a very enjoyable end of the group, I'd say. I mean, it was. Um, I was waiting for my haircut yesterday, and I was watching that game, and it was very enjoyable. I must say, it was really enjoyable stuff. So in terms of this group, I think that we sort of underestimated, underestimated Sweden, I think, going into the tournament. I think they did win, I want to say they won an under-21s, under-18 World Cup or Euros about two or three years ago, and I think there's always been this talk about sort of the youngsters coming through and obviously people like Emil Forsberg, the star man, obviously he's someone we all know from Leipzig. So I do think Sweden have, have surprised a lot of people actually finishing first. And I think Spain, yes, they won 5-0 against Slovakia, but I thought they'd been very poor uh, like the first games. But they started playing well when Rafa went off the pitch. So I do think that um, that should be a, a message to Enrique about about person. I think that should be actually a message to Enrique about not playing Rata anymore because I think he's absolutely he's absolutely turd in my opinion. Um but yeah, Poland once again only finished one point. Um so yeah, I think in terms of this group, I think Sweden uh yeah, I think I think Sweden, you know, have to have definitely have the potential to um surprise, especially with the team they've got in the next round, they could easily get to the quarter final. Um so yeah, I, I think personally I think Spain have been very underwhelming and I don't really I it's, it's tough for Spain because I think they got a good win. That could be the one that, you know, spurs them on, a bit like England, that's a bit like I mean, it might be a win that Spurs and Montesno to do better than knockouts, but so far I've not been that impressed. Uh, but yeah, I want to get your voice thought on this group. I'll start off with Alex. Uh, what were your thoughts on Group Group, group E? Uh, it it was weird for Spain. It was like they were bad. There was like bad, bad. All of a sudden, we're really good. I could beat Slovakia. <laughs> um, I watched their game v Poland. I, 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 tell you, I feel bad for Lewandowski. I think that's my main takeaway, you know. Yeah, yeah. That he, he actually did very well in this tournament. A little service. And I have to say, Poland played very well against Spain. It's just, I feel I feel bad. They only got one point. Uh, may, maybe I was harsh on Scotland. Maybe I'm too easy on Poland, but I felt a little bad for them. Sweden, I didn't get to watch as much, but yeah, fair, fair enough to them. They've, they've pulled out the bag a, a little. And... Uh, I, I still back Spain to go far, but uh, we'll see what happens. And then, Ryan, what are your thoughts on this group? So, in terms of Group E, 
I mean, I was trying just then to listen back to the to an, our first Euros podcast because I'm pretty sure I was one of the ones who picked Sweden as, as a surprise team in that group. Um, I'll have to go back and look at that. But they've been very good. Uh, I, again, Alexander Isaac has um, been very impressive, as has many of our players. Spain were pretty, pretty bad in their both first two games. Third game, they did play well. I think 5-0 flattered them. Uh, I think, though, Alvaro Morat gets a lot of unnecessary hate. There's a reason that he's played for Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid, and Juventus on multiple occasions. Look, like, there's a, he's there's not more um, striker. There's also a reason why they got rid of him as well. <laughs> well, it's a case of getting rid of him, or is it the case of another club wanting him more? Yeah, but surely, surely if, if he's if, if if he's playing well for Madrid, if they wanted him, they 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 got the power and the history to keep players like that. They got even though they're not the team they were, they still got that sort of he's that status where they can get anyone they want if, if they had the money for it. But um, he's played in a period where he's been up against Karim Benzema, one of the, one of the most criminally underrated strikers. Oh, I of, agree with that. Yeah, of the last you know decade. So I don't blame them for not playing him over them. And you know he's played. He all, he almost always plays for for Juventus, and, he, and same goes for when he was at Atletico. As you know, I just think that, like Ali McCoy said in the commentary for that game, that he's just a striker at the moment, going through a bit of confidence crisis. But yeah, I think he's very underrated. But again, I mean, it was a good night to have Lewandowski and Ronaldo in your dream team, like me, because they both <laughs> obviously got two goals each. I think Poland. I mean, I mean they did show up in the last game. Again, they're they're a one-man team, unfortunately for them. And Slovakia, I don't think were too much better. So I think that's that's, that's definitely a group of of two halves. Uh, but I wasn't. I was. I think Spain will start to get going. I think that that win will definitely give them momentum. You know, to score five goals against any team in this competition is is a real confidence boost. And as I said last week, they've got the best manager out of any team at the competition so I do think they'll go far and I do think Sweden as well will continue to surprise um, I'm going to make one last point on Morata before we do go on to Naeem's thoughts on the group um, 63 games in the league for Juventus only scored 15 goals scored 15 and 26 Real Madrid fair enough Chelsea scored 16 and 47 uh, and then Atletico Madrid on loan he got 18 and 49 and he's had 11 and 32 for Juve so Whilst he's got some goals there, I, I don't think there's anything special there, to be honest. And I'm going to counter. I'm going to counter. I think Morata, especially against Poland, I think it was great. He, he was chasing nearly every loose ball. And a similar way to Timo Werner at Chelsea, actually. Very, very, very hard working. And that does go a long way. When you get someone to pick up a ball in a channel, it drags your team up the pitch. And I was actually... I went into watching Spain worried about Morata, but I came away actually kind of pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I mean, too fair. I, I my, my favorite player, Liverpool's Firmino, and he's obviously does a lot of stuff off the pitch. And maybe I should off the maybe maybe I should sort of give Morata some sort of some sort of slack because um so yeah, I, I do love players who do work for the team. Um, but yeah, what what are your thoughts, Naeem, on Group E? Yeah, Sweden. Yeah, they've surprised me quite a lot. Um, I think I think I had them finishing third in the group, but um obviously they, they finished top of their group uh they, they got a 3-2 win against poland on the last day it's a good game to watch that was actually um mm. had that one on uh spain i think yeah like um obviously ryan was saying the 
5-0 scoreline kind of did flatter them a bit. But with Spain, they're always going to have uh, pretty much most of the possession. So they they pretty much was already, always in control of that game. But uh, coming out of the group, I think they I think they probably will uh, will will win their knockout round um, tie against Croatia. But yeah, I think they might fall a bit short because they do miss quite a lot of chances. I know they obviously did score five in their previous match, but the ones before the two games before that, yeah, they was missing quite a lot of chances. But Slovakia, I thought I thought they would try and hold out for a draw against Spain, you know, because they could have gone through as one of the third best fourth place teams. But obviously losing five nil, yeah, that that didn't give them a hope in hell because obviously now they got what minus five goal difference in Poland. Yeah, I, I had them to finish second in, in my predictions, but yeah, they just kind of gone out on a whimper. Um, and I know Lewandowski got three goals in the end, but obviously this wasn't wasn't enough in the end. And mm. yeah, uh, that that group kind of went how I expected, but yeah, Sweden, yeah, they might be a team to look out for. Um, mm. Quite quite a well well drilled unit. Um, they got quite quite a lot of good players in in their squad. Um, that Forsberg, he's he's doing all right as well. He's got got quite a few goals, but. Yeah, it'd be good to yeah, it's good to see how far they get really. Um, yeah, they got a good mm. good team there. Yeah, and then now we're on to our final group, which is which was known as the group of death, and it certainly lives up to its bidding on the final day, where uh, at one point Hungary was second place, which was would have been great for England fans um, and just for neutrals in general. But sadly, in the end, um, they were winning two one against Germany in the last day, Hungary. But in the end, uh, Leon Goretzka's 84th minute equaliser meant that they end up finishing bottom. And that meant that Germany finished second ahead of France and Portugal, who finished first and third respectively. Uh, two to, both games were 2-2. And in the France-Portugal game, both goals were by Benzema for France and both goals were by Ronaldo. In, in a very interesting game, there was three penalties. There was plenty of AR drama, um, some good, some bad decisions. And yeah, it was very, very entertaining last last game that was last night. Really something I enjoyed. Um, so yeah, France obviously go through its group winners. They all play Switzerland in the, in the round of 16. Uh, as mentioned before, uh, Portugal will play Belgium. And then in the other game involving this group, Germany will play England. And obviously in a in a rematch of, 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 of that 2010 World Cup game. So hopefully England will, you know, England may want to go for revenge in that game. They will want to go for revenge. Um, so yeah, in terms of this group, I just want to get your thoughts on um, obviously, we we all had France as our group winners. Um, they've not exactly been first. They've not exactly been the team we thought they'd be so far. They've been very sort of not really in, not really past second gear at the moment. So, uh, and then Germany were many people like myself. There are many people sort of team that could fought, but they ended up finishing second somehow. Uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll go to Ryan first. Uh, what what are your thoughts on this group? Well, fortunately, at the moment that I've got to be the king of the predictions so far because I got that group absolutely spot on. I said Germany would finish seconds and although it was very, very close, they still managed to do it. And I'm glad as well Hungary done very well because not many I don't think many people gave them a hope in that group. And they held their own extremely well. Should have probably gone through in all fairness to them, but they just don't have the same quality as the other three teams. But I mean all three teams, although France have got more quality and, and I don't think they've hit top gear yet, Germany and Portugal are just simply relying on their world-class players to get them out of, the, out of trouble at the moment. Portugal rely heavily on Ronaldo and Germany have relied on Kai Havertz 
you know, massively so far. I don't think it, that, that, that they'll carry them too far. But, yeah, I mean, it's a hard one to judge, really, in terms of you don't really know. I don't think anyone's shown their true form as yet. You don't really see the, pro- the proper form until the knockout rounds, I don't believe. So I think there's more to come from both of those two teams. And it'll be interesting to see how they both get on. They've both got mm. tough knockout rounds. Yeah, I think that um, this goes back to the point about teams, you know, not getting to second gear until knockouts. I do think France have got a lot left in, in the tank. And I do think that um, they've showed t- t- at times, you know, Mbappe showed at times, he's done everything he can pretty much apart from scoring goals. He's done, he's done all we can, but so far, really, I do think that he's only going to improve. He's only going to get better. And I think that, I think even Germany, I think even Germany might are going to, you know, I think Germany will, um, they've obviously, they've shown, even though they've not been at their best, I said this in my match report last night, they have shown some level of fight in this tournament. I think if you look at the the Germany, the Portugal game in terms of being a goal down and managing to go four on up, and then in this game, twice going behind to Hungary uh, and both times coming back. So I do think there is a level of fight in this Germany side that, that can 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 help them in the knockouts. I do think this they they are sort of show me something that same as Holland, some sort of team spirit that not every not every team is showing. So I do think that Germany um, can potentially go far. And I do think with Portugal, I think that I will sit here and say, oh yeah, they finished there. They you know they they they're not going to do, but they 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 they, they finished there in, in the last Euros without even winning a single game in ninety minutes, apart from the one against us in the semi, and they still won it. So I do think that. Uh, they got Ronaldo, who seems like a man possessed right now. He seems like on a mission. Um, he's, also, he's already broken the the, the, the all-time score in the tournament um, tag. So I do think that, um, yeah, with I think Ronaldo will be the reason why Portugal could go far. And I think that Germany have shown me some promise. Um, and Alex, what are your thoughts on this group? Uh I I mean my my takeaway from it is that I really liked Hungary. I really oh, wish they went through, you know. Massive shame, isn't it? Massive shame. It was so good against Germany. The the, the thing I want to touch on here is just that because I know we speak about all these teams. We Hungary against Germany, right? Hungary deserved to win because for the best part of seventy minutes, Germany's wing backs in um, Gersons and Kimmich were pushing up higher, and Hungary looked at that and said, okay. When we win the ball, we're going to target the wide areas. They did it all night. They, they, for about 30 minutes of the game, overlapping the first and second half, Hungary were literally in control. It was so it was so brilliant. And if they had the better players, then I reckon they would have demolished Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, it, 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 I feel like every team in this group has come out weaker in reputation, uh, besides Germany, maybe, and Hungary. So maybe just Portugal and France, but still... It's interesting to look at, I wanna, and it, it, it's been nice seeing these matchups. So definitely the highlight of the tournament. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And then Naeem, what are your thoughts on on this group? Yeah, it's been a um, very entertaining group. Um, I've enjoyed watching this group. Um, so well, it's finished now, but yeah, it's been good to watch. Um, obviously France, they they top the group, but they haven't really looked too convincing so far. Um, yeah. Um, don't know whether maybe still pressure, maybe maybe pressure of them um, repeating their World Cup form. It might might be coming on to them, but uh, like like obviously you guys have said, they might might start picking up the pace now in the knockout rounds. Um, Germany, yeah, they, they 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 haven't been the greatest, but 
they still they still managed to get the results. Um, well, I, th- I thought that they would finish third, in my, but obviously they they proved me wrong right there. And, and Portugal, yeah, they look they look better against France to be fair, um, because obviously the first two games um, against Hungary, obviously the, the scoreline kind of did flatter them because they did score all three of their goals in the last ten minutes. But obviously Santos he made he made changes in the midfield, which I think um, benefited benefited their midfield. I, he, Obviously, he didn't have Fernandez in there, but he obviously brought in uh, Sanchez and Martino in there. So it, it, it was a bit. It was a, it was a better. It was better. It was more balanced their team rather than playing two defensive midfielders um, in the previous two games. But yeah, Hungary. Yeah, they 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 done, they done well to be fair. I know obviously they didn't get any they didn't get get any wins in the end, but they did well against Germany to be fair. And you know I thought they would they might have held out for a win, and you know they could have knocked out Germany to be fair, but. Yeah, uh, it's we'll see what happens in the, the knockout rounds now. But yes, these, some of these teams they can't, they won't be able to get away with where they've been playing um, in this group if they want to stay in. So yeah, we'll see, we'll see what happens with these these guys. Fantastic. And you mentioned knockouts, and that's exactly where we're going now. So to, to, to end the podcast, we're all going to individually go through each game and what our predictions are in terms of scores. And we're going to do this for every round that comes up in the, in the next pod. So also we'll do this for the quarters, the semi, and then we'll do a massive final preview. And we'll do a massive prediction for that as well. So the first game we'll be seeing is on Saturday, the most important game. Uh, Wales against Denmark is the first <laughs> game we'll see. Um, in terms of this, I mentioned before how I didn't want Denmark. And I think they're going to, you know, they they got these players that can cause damage. Like Hoiberg's been quite impressive. Uh, Jakob Poulsen can source some danger, same as Damsgaard. But I think we've also got some players. We've got like we've got Bale, we've got Ramsey, we've got these players that can, and even Dan James has been impressive on the wing as well. So I am going for one-one and Wales to win on penalties. That is my first prediction. Uh, we're going to go to Alex next. Um, what, what's your prediction for for this? Wales. And what's the score going to be? Uh, I, I didn't say Wales wouldn't. I, I was just saying Wales. Um, oh, <laughs> I, um, I, I they have really impressed me. Mm, I don't think they've got the firepower to break Denmark, so I'm going to go one nil Denmark. Okay, not I'm not a fan of that answer, but we'll, we'll go with it. Um, Ryan and yours. Two one Denmark. 2-1 Denmark, yep. And then Naeem? Yeah, I'm going the same as Ryan. I think, yeah, Denmark will win 2-1, unfortunately. It'll be a tight game. It'll be a close game, but I think Denmark might just edge it. But, you never know. Wales could prove us wrong, but, yeah, yeah I'm going to go with 2-1. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, Sally, I think the whole... I think they're going to be... They're going to be really determined to win this game. I think really wanted to do it for Ericsson. So I do think that will, will spur them on. But we're on to our next game now. We're on to Italy against Austria. So we'll let Nayin go first on this one. What are your thoughts and what's your predictions on this one? Um, yeah, I can't see it going any other way than Italy winning, to be fair. And um, mm. I think I think they will probably keep another clean sheet um, going into the next round. So I think they will win 2-0 against Austria. 2-0. 2-0 Italy, yeah. And then um, Alex, uh, Ryan, sorry, what, what, what's your prediction for this game? 3 0 Italy. 3 0 Italy. Um, I'm going to say it now because I was going to be last, but I'm, I've also gone for 3 0 Italy. That is also my prediction. Um, Alex, anything different? Are you backing Austria at all? 
<laughs> no, Italy 2 0. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. That's a clean that's the first clean team we've got so far. We've got Italy winning 3 0 from me and Ryan, and Italy winning 2 0 from Alex and Naeem. So now on to the next game. We're on to the Netherlands against the Czech Republic. And we're going to go to Ryan first on this one. Uh, how, how do you think this game's going to go? Nil nil after 90 minutes, Czech Republic 1 nil in extra time. Ooh. And then next we'll go to um, Alex. What are your thoughts? Oh, never miss Czech Republic. Uh, um, is it? No, you know I have to back the Netherlands. I don't think I think they're going to get exposed by a better team, but the Czech uh-huh. Republic aren't that better team. So Netherlands should win. I'm going to go one nil. And then Naeem, what are your thoughts? Yeah, Netherlands. I think they they just got too much more quality than Czech Republic. So. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two nil again. Two nil. And that's exactly what I've gone for. I've also gone for two nil. Take Take it from the best. See, take it from the best. Belgium, Portugal. Talking of the best, I'm gonna go first on this one. I think this is gonna be the best game of the whole knockouts. Probably a slightly cop out answer, but I'm going for three two Belgium. I'm going for. I think it'll be a Ronaldo against Lukaku masterclass. They'll both get two goals each. Maybe one will get three. Um, and I, I think Belgium, maybe someone like maybe someone like Thomas Mounier or someone like De Bruyne's going to get like an 85th minute winner. So I'm going for three two Belgium. Um, we're going to go to uh, Naeem next. What are your thoughts? Yeah, so it's just a good matchup um, with both teams. Uh, it's kind of hard to. I don't. I'm not really sure which way to go really. Um, Obviously, Belgium, their defence can be got at. And um, Portugal are quite good on the break. But, yeah, I, I reckon Belgium probably still win anyway, to be fair. I think this is where Portugal go out. Maybe wrong. But I'm going to go with a 2-1 Belgium win. And I think Ronaldo will probably get his customary penalty as always. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, Alex, what's your prediction? I'm really torn. Because on one hand, as Naeem was kind of saying, Portugal good on the break. And they've got a very good defence. Belgium are not good in defence, but they have a very, very, very good attack. Like Watching them against Finland, they completely carved them apart. And it was like a lesson in how to unlock a deep block. It's, like, it's either going to be like a nil-nil or like a 3-2. Mm-hmm. And saying that, I'm going to avoid both of what I've just said and say one nil Belgium. And then Ryan, what are your thoughts? 2-2 Portugal on penalties. <laughs> that'd be it. I can see that happening, to be fair. I can see that happening, penalties but, and that one. But Alex said it himself, like, both teams defensively aren't very good, although Belgium, yeah. are, Belgium are worse defensively, I feel. Both teams have got great attackers who will both probably score goals, and I think they'll both be knackered in extra time. And I'm going to say Ronaldo's going to net the winning one. Yeah, that, that would not be a shock. That would be fitting of his career, really, to do something like that. Um, so the next game we'll be seeing is Croatia against Spain. Now, this one is quite an intriguing one. Um, I'm going to go for Ryan first on this one. We'll go back to you. Um, how, what's your prediction for this game? Spain to win 3-0. Okay, 3-0. Um, I'll go next on this one. Um I think Spain will also score three, but I think Croatia will get a goal in this game. I think 
They'll either score when it's 1 0 Spain or they'll score when it's 2 0 Spain. Uh, and it, I, I don't think it'll be enough. I think that they've had a good, done well to, to get off the, after the last first two games to get through to knockouts. But I do think that their time will end here. I don't think they'll have quite the magical run that we saw in, 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 in the last tournament they played. And so I'm going for 3 1 Spain. Um, Alex, what are your thoughts? Um, despite their game against Slovakia, I think I think it's going to be mm, you're going to sense a similar pattern here. I think it's going to be one or two nil Spain. Uh, it's going to be low scoring games. These knockouts. I don't think Croatia have got the firepower, and I think Spain haven't got as much quality unlocking a defense. But it'll still be Spain winning. Uh, one or two nil. Which one are you going to go for? Uh, we'll go with one nil to be even more boring. Uh, and then Naeem what are your thoughts on this one yeah I think Spain overall they've got the better squad Uh, Croatia I'm not really too sure really yeah Croatia they've got a decent squad but is a bit of an older squad now and um, the way way Spain play they're also going to keep a lot of the ball so I reckon yeah they'll probably will win and I'm going to go with 2-0 Again, to Spain. To Spain. Um, so, the next game is France. They'll be hosting Switzerland. Um, we'll go to Alex first on this one, assuming as he does cover the um, French football. Uh, what are your thoughts on this game and who do you think is going to win and what's your prediction? Well, that was quite a... <laughs> For my answer, it's going to be short of the question. It's going to be a France win. And it's, it's going to be like... 2-0 France. I think Switzerland with Brill and Bowler up front, even though if he scored in this tournament, he's still not going to score against France and uh, France should overpower. This is the sort of team they've been waiting to play in my opinion and even though they had a weird moment against Hungary, I think they're going to get back to normal against Switzerland. Mm-hmm. And then Naeem, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I can't see I can't see Switzerland getting anything against France to be fair. Um, I'm going to go with a 3-0 France win. I think they're going to they're going to want to batter them, to be fair. So I'm going to go with three. Yep, yep. And then Ryan, what's your prediction? Five nil France. <laughs> five nil, five nil. That is the first real bold prediction we've had so far in this in this, in this one. So yeah, fair play. That, that I mean, that, that could happen. To be fair, they've got a very good attack when they turn up. So um, I've also gone for two nil. That was my prediction as well. I've also gone for two nil France. I think that. Um, yeah, I, I think they'll win this game quite comfortably. I reckon this, this will be the most boring game out of all of them. I think this one will be um, have the least sort of action. I think it will be very one-sided. I think that France will just dominate this game. Um, now we're on to England against Germany. Uh, should be there to our, to our um, theme tune at the start. Um, so <laughs> we'll go for the man who thought of the theme tune, Ryan, first. Uh, what's your prediction for this game? As much as I'd like to say England 5, Germany 1, it won't be that. <laughs> and I don't think it'll be the cliche of Germany winning on penalties either. But unfortunately, I, I, I can see them beating England. I, I can see it being 1-0 Germany with a with a late goal from Kimmich. That's actually a good point. Should we all put £10 on? We'll do a combined bet and put ten pound each on England five Germany one. Should we all just put ten pound <laughs> bet on it, like a, a Euro trip special bet? I can't lie. I feel like I'd have a better chance, like of getting that ten pound back. I'd have a better chance of putting it into a bin at a bus stop, going to a landfill site in two weeks' time, and seeing if I can find that exact ten pound <laughs> note. I feel like I've got a better chance of finding that over that bet. 
So you're, so you're not backing a five, five on England then? Uh, no, but I am backing England to win. Are um, you? Yeah, yeah, I am. Uh, Germany's five at the back, three at the back, not very well coached. They struggled massively against Hungary. I think England will... I think I think England will be well drilled to exploit that. This is the, this is the sort of team England should do well against. It, there's a lot of quality, but the coaching isn't up there. And yeah, I actually I'm I think England will go through against Germany. I think it will be low scoring because it's England. Um, I think it will either be one nil or two one. I'm gonna go with a one nil to keep my boring theme. But yeah, I, I I actually think this will be. You remember how the the pre to this the pre build up to this tournament? I said. England will do one step more than we think. So slightly yes. slightly better than the shit you expect. So you're looking at this and thinking, oh my God, Germany going to demolish them. England are actually going to beat them and we're going to think, wow, it's coming home. Then we're going to get knocked out by Spain in the next round and then it'll uh, fall apart. <laughs> um, and then I've gone for uh, 3-1 Germany on this one. Um, and Naeem, uh, what's your prediction for this game? I'm going to go with... I think we're going to draw in 90 minutes and probably lose an extra time. I think each team is going to just cancel each other out, but I may be wrong. But watching England play, it's not going to be high scoring. So, yeah, I'm going to go with a 1 1 draw, fortunately. And who's going to win in extra time? Um, I'm going to go Ooh. Germany. And they're going to win Germany. Extra, yeah, yeah. Extra time. Um, so, judging by that, we should now change the title to. Um, England won, Germany nil. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, we're on to our final, our final game, which is going to be the one that probably no one expected, but maybe it's the one we're all going to enjoy the most. I think this game could surprise everyone and be the game of the round, potentially. Um, Sweden, Ukraine, I think this game could be, you know, a free-for-all. But I've gone for a 3-0 Sweden. I think that Ukraine done well to get where they are, but I think their journey will end right here. I mean, they, they were... I think they were the worst team in terms of in terms of looking at the points and goal difference. I think they were the I think they were the last team of the four best third place teams. So I think Sweden will win this game, but I think it wouldn't surprise me as well if it's like four three Sweden or three two Ukraine or something like that. This game I think could be an absolute balmy game. Uh, but Naeem, what are your thoughts on this on this game? Yeah, I think um, Sweden are going to continue their from the group stages and I think yeah they will beat Ukraine in the end um, the Ukraine have looked alright all but um, I think Sweden probably will just edge it past them and I think they're going to win 2-1 against Ukraine Brilliant and then Ryan what are your thoughts? Yeah I've gone with 2-1 as well I think Isaac will get a double and I think there'll be a screamer from one of those three goals Ooh. Okay and then Alex? Uh, I am going different. I think Ukraine will win. Um, not with much confidence, I must say. I'm with you guys. This is going to be... I'm not predicting a one nil here. Because <laughs> Ukraine, they cannot defend. And I, I feel like that's... You, you know what Sky Sports, when they try and build up, like, Everton versus Fulham? And they say, well, neither team can defend this. It's bound to be a bunch of goals, and it finishes nil nil, and you wasted 90 minutes of your life. They, <laughs> Ukraine are different. They, like, they literally can't defend. But their attack's brilliant. Like Malinovsky, Yaromchuk, Yarmolenko. I back them to carve chances out against Sweden. But I don't back him in any way to concede zero goals. So uh, for the fun of it, I'm going to go 3-2 Ukraine. Um, Sweden could easily go through. But out of all the games, this is the one I'll actually be watching. Yeah, I think it could be a great game. 
But, so that is concludes our Europod. I'm going to run through all our predictions before we end this pod today. So, Wales-Denmark, I went for 1-1 Wales on penalties. Alex went for 1-0 Denmark. Both Ryan and Naeem went for 2-1 Denmark. And then for Italy-Austria, both me and Ryan went for 3-0 Italy. And both Alex and Naeem went for 2-0 Italy. And then in Holland-Czech Republic, um, both me and Naeem went for 2-0 to Holland. Uh, Alex went for 1-0 Netherlands. And then uh, Ryan went for 0-0 normal time. And the Czech Republic to win 1-0 in extra time. Belgium-Portugal. Naeem went for 2-1 Belgium. Uh, Alex went for 1-0 Belgium. I went for 3-2 Belgium. But Ryan went different. He went for Portugal, winning on penalties after a 2-2 draw. Uh, Croatia-Spain. We had Alex go for a 1-0 Spain win. We had myself going for a 3-1 Spain win. We had Naeem going for 2-0 Spain. And Ryan going for 3-0 Spain. Uh, we all went for France in the France-Switzerland prediction. Uh, Ryan went for 5-0. Uh, Nine went for 3-0. Alex went for 2-0, as did myself. England-Germany. Uh, three of us backed Germany. Uh, I went for 3-1 Germany. Nine went for Germany, winning an extra time after a 1-1 draw. And Ryan went for 1-0 Germany, with Alex backed his nation by saying 1-0 England. And then finally, we're on to the final game, Sweden-Ukraine. Uh, Alex went for 3-2 Ukraine. But everyone else went for Sweden. I went for 3-0 Sweden. Nine went for 2-1 Sweden, as did Ryan. But he also thinks I'll be a screamer at some point in that game. So that concludes our Euro group stage review and knockout preview. We will, we will be back next week where we will know who won these games. We will know whether England beat Germany. We will know whether Wales managed to beat Denmark and all the rest. So I've been your host, Andy, once again. Thank you again for listening. And before we go, I uh, just, just want to say a thank you. Alex mentioned it earlier. Just want to say thank you from all of us for getting us into the top 100 football podcast in the UK. A really big thank you to everyone who listens. We do, we do appreciate all of the people that listen and all of the feedback we get. And we, look, we, we do really enjoy this podcast and we do want to keep this going for, 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 for a long time. So, yeah, thank you for everyone who's been listening. Uh, but yeah, I've been your host, Andy. Uh, this has been Alex. This has been Ryan. And this has been Naeem. Thanks all. Thank you all.